From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios high atop Two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. This is Ryan Trimble sitting here alongside the always hardworking Sean Williams. Sean, good day to you, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm glad that we had this podcast scheduled in our week because if not, I don't know if I would have seen you this week because we seem to be on like parallel tracks that never meet each other. So it's it's good to see you here in the the Allen Media Studios. That's right. It's always good to see you, uh, my great co-host and colleague. And uh, hey, just thanks for squeezing me in, you know? I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, we have literally had to schedule this time. So I'm glad that, <laughs> that we put this on the calendar. Um, on social media, too, I wanted to give a shout out to our creative team at Allen Media because we have a new logo for our podcast that we posted to Twitter this week. Yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's uh, it's it's really fun, conceptual. It's got some, uh, some radio waves shooting off into the ethosphere. And uh, way to go, Bill Stipp. Jessica Moore, our great great award-winning creative team here at Allen Media. I mean, these guys do such great work, so we are really appreciative uh, of them squeezing us into their calendar as well, because we know they're they're jamming away. Absolutely. But. They are busy, but they worked for our podcast that is the little podcast that could, but seems <laughs> to still be on the track, so I'm glad they hooked us up and, and did some really, really amazing work as usual. That's right, and Sean, it's interesting. I think, you know, we, we keep saying how busy we are. I think the last time that you and I sat down for lunch was actually at a Dallas Regional Chamber luncheon where Lisa Rowe, the new chancellor of the UNT system, was uh, the keynote speaker. Yeah, that's right. Chancellor Rowe gave an amazing talk where she highlighted some of her career. And I know, you know, she was being modest, but, you know, she's had an amazing 30 plus year career with NASA. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have her in the North Texas area and very fortunate to have her at the University of North Texas to share her expertise. And she really has a passion for students. She's a first generation college student herself. So she really, in her speech, talked a lot about having to work herself as she was going to school in Gainesville, Florida. And, you know, she can really relate to a lot of the kids that are going to school in the system, whether it be UNT, UNT Dallas, or or throughout. So it was really good to hear from Chancellor Rowe. Yeah, we're lucky to have her here uh, in the Metroplex. Neat, neat lady. And um, if you you haven't had a chance to hear her speak, well, guess what? You've got a chance now. yeah, she's, she's got a new podcast. That's right. That's right. She's got a podcast with Shannon Murray from Fox 4, and it's called Bridging Gaps, and it's produced by the UNT system, produced by Paul Corliss and his staff, and they've done a really good job. So we would definitely encourage our listeners to check out Chancellor Rowe and Shannon Murray and their podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, exciting stuff, and uh, can't wait to see the uh, the great episodes that they have coming up. But and I also cannot wait to get to our conversation with Ramel Mitchell. That's right. Our friend, uh, our friend Ramel, great guy. Ramel Mitchell is the uh, director of citizenship for the Central United States for Microsoft, and he is also the campus director for the Las Colinas campus here in the DFW Metroplex. And man, this guy, he's pretty unbelievable, really. I mean, I just love getting to sit down with Ramel because you can always tell his brain's moving and grooving. He's always thinking about stuff that goes way over my head. So yeah, and we've, we've worked a lot both with 
with Ramel and Microsoft obviously is a great client of ours, but Ramel's just a guy that, that you would bump into even when we were in different jobs, bump into out and about because, you know, Microsoft is so involved in things going around in the community. And the great thing is that, you know, with Ramel being a local guy, a product of Dallas, it really is great to see him out making such a difference. And for you, um, you know, with that being kind of your lead account, you've had a chance to even spend some time at the Redmond campus. Yeah, I have. Um it's uh, last fall. I got to go up to Redmond and and see the 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 mothership, the Microsoft mothership, and you should see it. It's like a beehive. There's so much action up there, and got to hear several uh, cybersecurity updates, which will scare the pants off of you. This, I mean, cyber warfare is real, people. And uh, thanks to the Microsoft Corporation um, for keeping us all just a little bit safer. And um, if you if you are a corporation. Let me just recommend, just go ahead and sign up for Azure, the Microsoft product, because it's it's the best in all the cloud services. Um, so yeah, please do that. You know, being on the Microsoft campus, even compared to four or five years ago, there's so much going on here. And we'll talk later with Ramel just about where the campus here in North Texas fits in uh, to the rest of the operations that Microsoft have going on. But I, I remember when I used to live out that way, you know, there was a presence of Microsoft, but now it, it really is amazing to see the contribution that Microsoft is making here in our in our economy. Yeah, and the interesting thing that most of our listeners probably don't know is that uh, the Los Colinas campus is the second largest outside of uh, you've got Redmond, the, the main campus, Silicon Valley just barely edges us, but we won't count them because they're kind of just up there in the Silicon Valley swirl. So here in the rest of the world, the real world, uh, the the DFW campus is the largest campus outside of Redmond. So uh, it's exciting stuff, and most of our listeners probably don't know that. And they are also a growth campus, so they're going to be adding uh, more jobs over the coming year, and uh, you know bringing in bringing in a lot of smart people into the economy. So exciting times at Microsoft, and we'll uh, look forward to our conversation after this break. Hope you all will stick with us. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Talk to you soon. Sean, working in PR, you and I meet a lot of people, and we shake a lot of hands, and we always try to greet them with a smile, which means we need a toothbrush to keep our pearly whites at the top of their game. This is why I'm so excited that Buck Brush exists. That's right, man. Buck Brush sells quality toothbrushes for $35. Man, that is right. $35. Another company, they might charge us $150 for the same quality brush, plus another extra $15 a month for a new brush head. But with Buck Brush, they send us a new brush head every month for $1. Buck Brush makes brushing your teeth easier and more efficient, so you can have a great smile. Just like me and Sean. That's right. So stop spending hundreds of dollars for your electric toothbrush. Join the revolution. Let's vibe together with Bug Brush. For more information, visit BugBrushCo.com. Well, 
Welcome back to Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are excited to be here in Las Colinas with the Central U.S. Director of Citizenship and Public Affairs, as well as the Las Colinas Campus Director for Microsoft. We are with our good friend, Ramel Mitchell. Ramel, thanks for having us out here, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for, for coming out. Really appreciate you uh, both being out here today. This is this is awesome. This is me, my week. And so I've uh, seen both of you here. So thanks. I hope your week gets better than from here. But we appreciate <laughs> it, it. You know, it's hard to tell. It's Tuesday. Dream <laughs> It's Tuesday, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, it was uh, it was great. Sean and I uh, pulled onto campus and had a hard time finding a parking spot, and we got it got in the door. And it's I mean it's jamming around here on campus. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on here on campus? Yeah, you know you're you're right. I mean your observation here is uh, is is spot on. Uh, we have really just a ton of activity happening on campus. Uh, really, over the last year, we have focused on the Las Colinas campus as being a growth site. I think that reflects kind of the growth of business and the business environment in North Texas. And uh, we have a number of teams that are that are here. We have some that have actually relocated or that are expanding their presence here um, at our Las Colinas campus. And so when we think about the growth, both from the employees that we're bringing to North Texas, but also our customers and partners and community partners that are leveraging our space, it is busy all the time. So while I'm while I uh, while I'm sorry that you had a, a hard time finding a parking <laughs> spot, uh, one of the things that uh, that that does reflect is just the growth that we're seeing. We we expect to continue seeing here in North Texas in terms of our presence. Back in the day, I worked at IBM and we were down the street, and I remember, and I used to live out this way, and so I would drive by and I would see the Microsoft sign flag mm-hmm. out, and I was like, oh, cool, Microsoft is here. That's nice. I'm sure they got a little office, but now, I mean, this is one of the larger facilities for Microsoft. So can you talk about how this Las Colinas campus fits into the overall scope of Microsoft, as well as kind of some of the activities and the work that you do here? Yeah, so spot on um, in in terms of one of the largest campuses. So I think this is right now the second largest campus um, in the U.S. uh, outside of Redmond. I think uh, Silicon Valley will technically beats us um, from from that standpoint. Uh, However, when we think about our footprint in Dallas, uh, we have a number of groups that are based here. Of course, our sales and marketing team um, for the South Central U.S., which comprises about six states. We have our worldwide inside sales team that's also located here. That's a new location. That was a target. They said, hey, look, where in the country will we locate our new inside sales team, our new global inside sales team? So we looked throughout the U.S., and uh, we really came down to the conclusion that when uh, when you look at the number of schools that are here, you look at the cost of living, you look at education attainment, that North Texas and the Dallas area kind of made sense. And so we've expanded that. We also have our uh, our CSS or our customer uh, services group that's located here as well. So let's say if you have a problem with Xbox or Exchange or SharePoint, or you just want to call and say, hey, how, how great that is. We, we have our inside team that's located here as well. And then, of course, uh, like our public sector team or state local government team, Bing also has our Bing advertisement team has a presence here. Um, and again, I think it goes back to the fact 
that um, this Dallas, uh, the North Texas area, is just a great place uh, for work life. It's a great place to have a um, uh, have a business. We see a, a ton of growth occurring, not just from our business here, but also the enterprise, small business, and even the uh, entrepreneurial sectors uh, are are all growing at a uh, at a rapid rate. And so, uh, when we think about our presence from a business standpoint, it makes sense to be located here. And also, you know, going back, you know, to kind of deeper into your question, it also reflects the type of investments that we're going to make and that we have been making into the community as well. Yeah, I wanted to focus on that for a minute. One of my proudest moments working with you, Ramel, was during last fall's hurricane and the Hurricane Harvey recovery at the uh, K. Bailey Hutchinson Dallas Convention Center. Microsoft, you, your team, you guys stepped up. You were the first ones, uh, among the first ones there on the ground. Uh, and you guys built a, an entertainment center for these the first, the evacuees. And man, it was the most popular place in the whole convention center. I mean, kids were playing the games, uh, people were watching TVs, and it was really a blessing to have you yeah, all in yeah. town. So um, aside from that, can you tell us about your other community involvement here uh, in Dallas and across the, the region? Yeah, and, and first to the Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. I mean, once again, thanks um, to for, for your efforts as well. I mean, Allen Media really helped. Um, in that and, and plugging us in and plugging us with our partner that that helped to provide some of those large screens, which was uh, which was Walmart, which did a great job there uh, as well. And then the uh, the Microsoft retail store team. And we continue to work with organizations um, to support Harvard Relief and other recovery efforts um, as they as they come up. Um, in terms of the our local presence, we've really focused on on a couple of areas. One uh, being our education and two being economic development. In fact, last year, um, our cabinet, our city next cabinet um, uh, in, in Dallas, which is basically comprised of all of our leaders here. And so we, we, we assemble on a monthly or quarterly basis. And we said, you know, what, what area of Dallas kind of makes sense for us to make investments in? And so we aligned basically to uh, what Mayor Rollins had, had focused on, which is the Southern sector, which is Grow South. And so we said as a company, um, as a Las Colinas campus, that we were going to focus on um, the Grow South initiative in those areas, and then we're going to actually get really, really targeted on that and focus on educational opportunities. And so we adopted South Oak Cliff uh, High School and the P-TECH program there, um, and we've been driving programs like Youth Spark and weekly um, or monthly um, meetings, if you will, where we where we go out, we train students, we train teachers around STEM uh, careers and STEM opportunities and technology. And last April. Uh, was 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 really fun. In fact, about a year ago, this actually this week, we had um, one of the largest youth spark events. We brought like 1,600 students together um, with uh, Dr. Bernard Harris, a former astronaut. Uh, he's a, uh, I guess you're never a former astronaut. They always carry that title. So an astronaut, pilot, uh, cardiologist, and now venture capitalist uh, came in town and just really did an amazing job. We coupled that with having Stepman Graham, uh, who provided a, uh, a session on identity and character development for students and parents. And so those type of activities provide us an opportunity to drive kind of this passion for innovation, this passion for uh, helping students to realize what they can become one day. 
And uh, those are the type of programs that will help to shape and transform, you know, the lives of students, no matter what zip code they're from, no matter what their background is from, no matter what language is spoken at their home. When it comes to making an impact in this world, we believe that we can do this through the lens of education. And uh, for us, STEM is one of those areas that help to build, you know, companies like Microsoft. Well, another place where we worked with you and, and your Team Ramel was at the Townview School of Business. They had a gaming night where they invited students out to play various games on various platforms. Shout out to Kobe from the Microsoft store at North Park. And there were over 70 students that came through. And so as we talk about STEM, you know, gaming used to be something you did at home. It used to be something that was just kind of a fun activity. But there seems to be an evolution of gaming where there's an education component at Townview Business uh, Magnet. They have a gaming curriculum. And so how has gaming changed? And is Microsoft doing anything different? Is, are you in the same space? But how is Microsoft playing in the, in the gaming space where, where it is today? Yeah, first, let me just say big shout out to Townview uh, and, and that event um, and the entire kind of Townview team. I mean, it's amazing to hear about, you know, those stories of connection and gaming. And, um, you know, the of course, the retail store, the Microsoft retail store just uh, helped to rock that as well. But and I was at Townview you last week i wish i was on this inter, uh, on this podcast for the uh for the the school of business there so um so if you guys hear this uh so thanks again but in terms of gaming gaming does play a different role here right and so um gaming isn't just about games um gaming is about um being able to develop um, being able to develop uh, really new platforms that are immersive, right? And so we've actually seen gaming going from like this casual experience to a professional game, right? So thinking about this as being kind of the next kind of uh, hub for entertainment. People actually using uh, applications like Mixer and, and various other applications to watch other people game. Yeah, right? Twitch, Whatever. Yeah. Twitch mm-hmm. what have you. Right, and so it's really interesting a couple of years ago, uh, there was a uh, there was a video game um, a team, a gaming team that that approached me about like some sponsorship. And at that point, this was about ten years ago. And I said, you know, why am I going to sponsor? Like, <laughs> you guys are like sitting up. But now you actually have colleges and universities and, and high schools um, that are that are building curriculum around becoming a professional gamer. Right. And so it's really interesting to see from a Microsoft perspective, we're going to continue to make investments in gaming. I mentioned Xbox a little earlier. Um, we've you know, we've identified this as a key priority when we think about uh, leveraging augmented reality and virtual reality in a gaming environment. I think we're, we're only at the early stages mm-hmm. of gaming where the gaming experience will go from a console, which really is a hub in your home or your office, but to an immersive environment where you can basically game with anyone in your space. We're in this room right now. Imagine if you could actually have whatever that game is, whatever that experience is, kind of full body experience, if you will, from a gaming environment right where you are, standing, sitting, or running. And that's where we're going from a gaming standpoint. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick around. We're going to be back with our special guest, Ramel Mitchell from Microsoft. Hope you'll join us after the break.
Welcome back, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, and we are back with our guest, Ramel Mitchell, the Director of Citizenship for the Central U.S. for Microsoft. And uh, it's great that we have Microsoft here in Dallas, and it's great that we have a local guy running the campus. Uh, Ramel, you're a local guy. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and your background. Yeah, I am. I am a local guy, uh, born and raised in Dallas. I left for college, but um, uh, my wife and I moved back here. yeah, so I, I actually went to Law Magnet High School, which is now um, in uh, Townview, um, uh, Townview High School here in uh, in Dallas, so in in Oak Cliff. So I'm uh, originally from North Oak Cliff, and uh, it's you know it's good being from Dallas. It's good being back in the area, and um, you know my my experiences here I think really influenced uh, my career path, career trajectory, and kind of vision uh, that that I had both for myself. For my family and uh, for my friends and, and everything else. So, yeah, it's 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 good being here. That you know, been a lot of places. Texas is one of the best. Yeah, I love a local success story, Sean. It, it is, you know, I think it's it's aspirational because you are doing work in these schools, and I think it's important for kids to to know that this is a path that they can take. You know, and I, I think yeah. it's important. We're, we talked about on previous episodes how many people come to Dallas. We both came to Dallas because it's a great place to be and couldn't wait to get here, and now we're not going anywhere right now. But it's great for kids who are born and raised here to see other guys like yourself and ladies who can, you know, do these wonderful things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think about those kids that are in the, um, that are sitting in their classroom right now. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to say it wasn't that long ago, but we'll, let's just say it wasn't that long ago um, and pretend that that's the case. But I think, Time is relative. Yeah, t- it is. It mm-hmm. is. Um, when I was sitting in the class, I was wondering, like, every day, what and how am I going to use this uh, information that I'm uh, that I'm receiving in class? And so, for me, it was kind of seeing everything that I saw growing up. It was also about really kind of finding something that I was passionate about. At that point in time, I was really passionate about science and technology. Um, I had some mentors that encouraged me to pursue that. I had um, uh, my mother and father that encouraged me, and, and, and my brother that encouraged me to uh, to pursue that. And they were really kind of my first mentors to a certain degree in terms of um, how to pursue this. And so back in those days when I was growing up, my, my dad always used to have like tools around the house. So uh, his number one rule was put things up and don't hurt yourself. Okay. And um, <laughs> literally in that well, order. Like, words of wisdom from Ramel Mitchell. So yeah, I mean, you know, being able to like tinker and build things and, you know, experiment on, you know, uh, you know, you learn something in class and physics. Physics was one of those classes that I really, really just enjoyed. I read a ton of books all the time, and uh, some of my fr- some of my friends didn't understand that. And uh, but you know, you 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 have fun doing it, and you continue doing what you enjoy. I also, DJed, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I was sharing the story with the uh, with business magnet last year, or last week rather. Um, what got me actually into technology was the fact that when I was DJing, I was just like 13, 14, 13 when I got my first um, Tascam board. 
and then some other um, some other um, uh, turntables and all this other good stuff. But my amps would always blow. They would all you know they would they would occasionally not always, but uh, I would have to solder them back, or I'd have to kind of fix a wire or do something else, or fix speakers, or build a speaker box, or something to that effect, which really started to uh, make me think about electronics. Uh, my brother was an electrical engineer, electrical engineering major at the time, so I pursued electrical engineering and. And uh, that's kind of how that how that worked. And so it's it's funny how your passions will ultimately maybe lead you to something else that you find interesting. Now, Ramel, one of the things that I know you're proud of that you've built here or helped be a part of building here on campus is the Microsoft Technology Center. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, so I didn't I, I didn't build that one, but the uh, the Technology Center. Um, we have 14 technology centers um, across uh, the U.S. and the Microsoft Technology Center here, located at Los Galinas, um, is uh, is is a fantastic place to uh, to experience and explore technology. And so, many of our customers, our partners, will come out and they will, you know, test how a particular product solution might work in their environment, right? Maybe they're gonna pour it over from one platform to another. They wanna figure out how does this work on Azure. They'll use our consultants, they'll use our space, they'll use our labs here. And so it's just a really super cool space uh, that we have. Uh, we have another one in Texas, which is in uh, which is in Houston. Um, another great space, it's an all cloud-based uh, focus on that particular uh, uh, Microsoft Technology Center. Um, but a lot of expertise around what we what we do uh, in technology. Oh, one place where people can, you know, again, touch and feel your technology is at the retail center. And I know there's one that, that I go to, obviously, that's closest for me is at North Park Mall. But, yeah. you know, that is an, another, you know, relatively new experience yeah. for, for some folks to, to understand the, pro, the products that Microsoft has uh, that they can get a hold of themselves. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and the Microsoft retail store is one of those ex- exciting experience centers, right? So uh, um, every retail store, in fact, the one in North Park. If you're there, say hello to the uh, to Mike, who's the manager, or Ashley, who's a phenomenal community development specialist. Ashley's great. She's great. Um, we have another one in Stonebriar. Uh, Mark's the manager there. I mean, just just and Gabriel's the community development specialist. If you're at a retail store, the the experience isn't just going in and figuring out like what are you gonna buy. Really, what we're there to do is to help you determine like what technology makes sense for you. And we we believe in that so much that in every uh, retail store that we have, brick and mortar retail store that we have, uh, we actually have a space uh, dedicated to com- the community. We have a community development specialist that will help uh, arrange training and if. If you're a nonprofit organization, you can um, you can look at the uh, retail store as a as a resource for you if you're going to hold a meeting or if you want to just have an interesting experience. And so, each retail store just provides a wealth of uh, knowledge and information about technology, and then allows our education and nonprofit organizations to use it as a resource. Well, Ramel. One of the most fun things I got to do, um, I know the retail stores are really fun, but um, because of our partnership with Allen Media and Microsoft, I got to travel to um, Redmond, to the, to the to Microsoft's headquarters in Redmond, and it was an amazing experience. It was also scary getting to hear some of the some of your um, 
your uh, your cybersecurity specialist talk about just how many uh, you know threats are coming in and man without Microsoft this this country and our state and our nation are in yeah, we're in dire straits without y'all so can you speak about some of just the broad broad um, spectrum of things that Microsoft's doing just Big picture. Yeah, yeah. So, so very broadly, I'll, I'll just say, going back for more than two decades, Microsoft has had a commitment around security, um, and uh, as it relates to both uh, on threat for your device, or whether it's uh, uh, server-based uh, security, or now mobile security, and then uh, at, at this point, cloud security, um, if you will. We've actually kind of built that into the DNA of uh, our product services. Um, uh, products and services that we provide. But even beyond that, we, we recognize the importance uh, that cybersecurity plays today more than ever. And it's not just ensuring that um, uh, that hackers aren't able to, to access your, uh, your, uh, your information, but it also extends to kind of our philosophy around uh, data privacy and data security all up. So uh, if you look at our, um, our cloud infrastructure, um, we we believe, and we've you know we have you know HIPAA certifications and uh, various other government certifications on our cloud infrastructure. If you're leveraging Azure, we believe that uh, the individual's use of our technology as relates to their personal data um, is really important. We want to make sure that, you know, we're not leveraging your data in a way that um, is harmful. We want to make sure that uh, your data is protected. We believe in uh, the, you know, your personal private information. And we take that seriously. And in fact, I just completed a, every year, every employee um, has to go through a series of, um, of trainings. And one of those trainings, if not, two or three of those throughout the year, This in this particular case, is specifically on how do we treat uh, uh, consumer and customer information. And, and it's important. It's built into the DNA of who we are as a company, um, and it's built into our tools and technologies. And, and you're right. The cybersecurity team, um, they see some amazing threats, These guys are amazing. both internal and external. And when I say that, uh, internal into the U.S. and external from mm-hmm. across the globe, happening literally every second. And you would be amazed about um, the amount of uh, threats that are continuously coming um, towards uh, some major companies and, and government organizations and individuals throughout the U.S. And so when there is something uh, that's uh, that's happened, uh, we, we oftentimes will work with our, our customers, we'll work with uh, oftentimes the government and various government organizations to ensure that, uh, that that's addressed in any way that we can support. For all our listeners out there that are considering um, buying cloud services, do yourself a favor. Just go buy Azure. Let me just be blunt, Ramel. Thank, thank you for the plug. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. Nobody else is doing it like these guys. It's incredible stuff. So just trust me on this one. Get yourself Azure, okay? Yep, yep. Let me, let me just throw in Office 365. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you uh, so, sell, sell. Yeah, you know. Uh, so no, that's that's good. Yeah. I mean, we we really do believe that. And so um, when we think about our data, even when it goes to our data, our, our data center. So yeah, uh, I know. It, 
our data centers are really super secure as well. Physical, uh, physical security as well as uh, cybersecurity surrounding each one of those centers. And so, I mean, we believe that at the heart of where your data is stored to where it is like physically stored to where it is online and how you're communicating that in cyberspace. Well, Romel, we want to thank you for coming on. And we also want to make sure that people have an opportunity to find you online, social media. I mean, I've been checking out your social media. I know you got an Instagram thing. Going, <laughs> so uh, if you want to share any of that data with our listeners, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So you can follow me. So I've been on uh, on in- Instagram, IG. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, for the gram. You're doing it for the yeah, gram. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. it for the gram. Uh, for now, about a month. So if you want to be like my 100th uh, follower, <laughs> please join me. I uh, would love the, the conversation. So it's uh, at really Ramel, really Ramel. How you spell Ramel? R A A M E L. So it's uh, at really Ramel. R A A M E L. I don't think there are that many. By the time you do really and R, it, <laughs> that's 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 gonna be me. So seriously, I mean. Um, it's, it's been great here having this conversation. We love to connect. I love having these conversations around innovation and what's happening and, and entrepreneurs and uh, what's happening in education and around uh, the, the startup ecosystem in Dallas and across the, the U.S. And so uh, if, if you guys are out there, please ping me uh, or, or reach out to Sean or Ryan and and uh, we'd love to, to chat sometime. And guys, anytime you're, um, you, you want to come back out to campus, let me let me know. Uh, yeah, I see some is, basketball great. course out there, a little soccer. So maybe yeah, we have the putting green nice. popping off. Yeah. So we might have to do a little bit of that and uh, before you guys head out. So well, thanks, man. We it's uh, you know Ryan and I both have worked with you in different capacities over the years, and you know personally, it's been great watching your career, watching you grow. So uh, glad that we had an opportunity to introduce our audience to you and everybody to make sure you follow Ramel. Uh, join us back after the break. This is Deconstructing Dallas. I'll be right back after this break. Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, what a great, great interview with our good friend Ramel Mitchell. That guy is super dynamic, isn't he? It's a, a great interview and just a great campus. There's so much going on. Um, and they're so involved with getting kids involved in STEM. They're, you know, like you said, saving the world as it relates to cybersecurity. Yeah. You know, they're helping us have fun with their consoles and Xbox. Yeah, and I mean, it's 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 a it's, they're they're involved in so many different things related to technology. That's right. And the good thing is, with so much action on campus, they even helped you get your steps in yesterday because we had to park literally in the last spot in the parking lot about. 
uh, half a mile from where we were supposed to be. Yeah, I got campus. about half of my steps in just at Microsoft, which is cool. And it's, you know, it's good that we were with the campus director because he was like <laughs> ducking in and out of all the buildings yeah. and let's go in this room. And we, we were, it was badge. great that we could we could record in a, in a studio that was actually built for for recording. That That's was right. Part, that was great. Right. Sean, the Aggies are playing this weekend. Yeah, we got a spring game. SMU has a spring game. But I do want to give a shout out to my colleague, Aaron Ragsdale, who is going down for the spring game. She's headed down to work with our client on the Texas A&M Hotel and Conference Center and she is bailing me out so I can do some more work here with the Women's Leadership Summit. So again, shout out to Aaron Ragsdale and I heard Aaron say in talking to another good Aggie that this will at least be a game that uh, Coach Fisher will not lose <laughs> the spring game so we are guaranteed to win here in the spring game for A&M. And then SMU's got a game too. That's right. Uh, I believe it's 11 a.m. Uh, Gerald J. Ford Stadium, the Sunny Dykes era begins on the hilltop. So mm-hmm. pony up and uh, call our guy Kyle Nason if you need some season tickets. All right. A couple of good games from our clients. It'll be awesome. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks to Ramel Mitchell for his time joining us on the podcast, taking us around the Microsoft campus. Thanks to Jennifer Pascal. Thanks to Mary Woodley. Again, thanks to all our listeners. Check us out on SoundCloud, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Check out our new logo. We will be back next week. Adios. Adios.